0: What's up? This is Jeff Staple of The Business of Hype. And as everyone on planet Earth now knows, this is kind of a strange time that we're living in. With everyone hunkered down in their own homes, we were challenged with figuring out how to make a show, both logistically, because I typically interview all of my guests in person, but also like conceptually. like What do you guys want to actually listen to right now in the midst of what we're facing? What do you all need right now? So we figured maybe let's call a bunch of the good people that have been on the show and just ask them how they're dealing and coping with Corona, both from a business standpoint, but also a personal one. I think hearing from people that inspire us will help us to figure out the footing in these uncertain times. I think we all go through this daily battle of figuring out big picture problems like family and unemployment and health, while also tackling minutia, tiny details like, when was the last time I washed my hands? Or do I have enough toilet paper? And is it time to replace my mask? Or can I get away with one more day? These are definitely very unprecedented times. And so this is just our small part in attempting to gather us together and share some stories. I hope you're able to get something out of these. I know for sure it's helped me out a lot just to have these conversations. Okay, let's get into it. So um, first of all, uh, thank you for joining us at this crazy, crazy time. Uh, I hope you're, you and your family are all safe and healthy.
1: Well, thank you, uh, Jeff. My name is John Jay. I am the president of Global Creative for Fast Retailing, which is the parent company that most people will know um, as the owners of Uniqlo. And I work on all the brands around the world, but of course Uniqlo is my main focus. And I work on other brands in the United States as well. But I'm here in Portland, Oregon. Um, I live in Tokyo, Portland, and New York. But So this is a, a great time for me to be actually home, uh, working out of my home. But uh, I'm normally, sometimes I'll be in at least two cities every week. Uh, and even crazy times, I might even be in three cities in a week. So it, it's, a, it's a rare occasion to be here in Portland for this long. Why did Out of your three homes, why did you pick
0: Portland as the place to lay your head during this work from home saga?
1: Well, it, Portland is actually my true home. Um, <laughs> so uh, I've been here since moving here from New York uh, in, in the mid-90s. And, you know, although I've lived full time in Japan and other cities, uh, this is still my home. Uh, oh. So it just happens to be uh, the center of everything. Where's your family now? Here in Portland.
0: Your, your sons too?
1: Yeah, that's pretty unusual. Yeah, um, that's wow. That's unusual. So that—that's what makes this such a special, a special occasion, a special circumstance. Um, and you're all under one roof. Uh, almost, <laughs> almost. Uh, my son Matt lives on his own. He has a new place here in Portland. Uh-huh. Uh, and Keenan just happened to be coming through Portland during uh, a research trip on graduate schools, and mm-hmm. um, suddenly. The the virus hit New York in a major way. He decided to not go back for a couple of days. And lo and behold, he's he's still here, which we're happy for. That's that's the silver
0: lining, right? That all of you get to share time together. Absolutely. Um, So, what were you working on? If you could sort of back up like about 30 days, right, in time, you know, everyone's gearing, ready to go. What were you really excited about and working on that all of a sudden the coronavirus just put to a halt?
1: Well, there were many things. Uh, (laughs) I can imagine, yeah. First of all, um, we were gearing up to some very special things that were going to happen at the Olympics in in Tokyo. Oh, yeah, that little thing. (laughs) Yes. That isn't happening Uh, anymore. (laughs) Yes. And also uh, uh, kind of my own personal um, focus on the United States, uh, which Mm -hmm. was going to be really Um, interesting for me because I'm from New York. And so to really spend more time in New York, uh, that was the second thing. And then on a personal level, um, I was gearing up uh, my art foundation. So which I had started uh, last year and starting everything from renovations to programming and and so forth. And um, that was on my personal side hustle. You know, Uh, the the art part has become incredibly important to me personally. Uh, It's always been a part of of our lives as designers mm-hmm. and creatives and so forth. But trying to learn more and contribute uh, to the art world um, has been something that has been really been invigorating for me. So, and of course, it relates yeah. to everything that we do anyway.
0: Yeah. You mentioned uh, the Olympics, and I know um, via Uniqlo, you were heavily involved in that, right? What What is your take on uh, the decision that was made to finally delay it do you think that was the right decision or do you think it could have potentially just hap- like kept
1: going i i think there was no choice there's no other choice when you have the athletes the athletes were not being were not able to train properly and then the training oh the yeah training, right i didn't even yeah. think of that you're right there were not even there's no swimming pools to go to you can't go to the gym and so forth right so, and timing your arc of being at your peak to be ready for the Olympics is everything. It's a, mm-hmm. you know, it's a that's a that's everything. And so yeah. when they could not they could not train properly, that was number one problem. And number two, of course, there was concern uh, about their health and and so forth. So I, I, yeah, I, it's unfortunate, but you know, I think for the safety of everyone, it was the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You mentioned
0: how much travel you do, right? And how sometimes you might even be in like three cities in one week. And now, you know, this must be like the longest amount of time you haven't been at an airport in a while.
1: Yeah, it's... it's, Are are you going stir crazy yet? (laughs) Actually, I'm not. Uh, I'm seeing great value. I'm seeing great value. I speak a lot every day. I just spoke about this 20 minutes ago about the reset world.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
1: this reset world is, this is a gift. It's an unfortunate gift. It's one that's painfully been delivered through yeah. uh, tragedy and so forth. But uh, to look for that silver lining, this reset that we've been offered, we've been forced to look at is a is a gift of a lifetime. And it has, for someone said, uh, there was an article and I was quoting, I can't remember it now, but it said, for the first time in our history, uh, in our history, um business, Takes second place to everything else. Yeah, and I think that we 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 have forgotten a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I think uh, all of us in business um, can take a hard, you know a good look at ourselves and to see what we are contributing back to the society. and And I'm not saying that we all have to become nonprofit do gooders, but I do think that the quality of what we do and how we affect people and how we connect with people, especially family. Is something that is a gift that it's forcing us to rethink that 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 sense of quality in our lives. Yeah, I love that the big reset. Are you finding it throughout your day to
0: day, like literally, you know, hour to hour when you're living right now? Are you like um, finding it challenging to stay productive and inspired, even though
1: you're like cooped up in your home? I am probably, in some ways, more inspired than ever before. And as you know, Jeff, you know I tr- I go to a lot of art galleries yeah. and with curators and, and so forth and so on. In the middle of the night, you know, I'll go to some other thing. Of course, that's one way of being inspired, but uh, spending time to dig deeper in, mm-hmm. in something. We forget that in this Google world, in this uh, slice of off the top of information and think we know. Them, you <laughs> yeah, know. right. The page one of Google and you're an expert now. Yeah, and suddenly <laughs> I'm an expert in the subject matter because I can just uh, th- you know throw out these terms <laughs> and at a meeting or something. And I think that's something, a learning lesson for all of us, but maybe um, for the new generation. I mean, this depth of understanding of context, that's the other thing about this reset world. Context is everything. It always has been. But mm-hmm. now the context has to reach deeper and understanding, um, you know, why certain things happened. And uh, one of the things I've been watching, rewatching, which is a great uh, luxury, mm-hmm. are Ken Burns' documentaries. Uh-huh. Because he will take one subject and take you so deep and so forth. <laughs> yeah, totally. You should definitely check that out if you haven't, haven't uh, had a chance to look at it. Ken Burns' documentary is amazing. And his documentary on Vietnam, for example. Mm -hmm. The first time where a generation of Americans realized that it might be possible that the government was not telling you the truth. Right. Think about that. Yeah. Think about that. Um, So that- To today, right? Like today's world, it's like- Yes, yes. In fake news and everything else. So. Understanding the context, and you know, um, I get I get um, very very frustrated when people don't understand the power and the value of journalism. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I know Jeff, you 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 are you love a good part of your life online, and you're a journalist online yeah. and so forth. But I'm very very sorry. You know, I say to my friends, and I've been doing this as a gift for some people. Please subscribe to the Sunday New York Times and look at the difference between the online mm-hmm. version and the physical version totally. please just judge it that way yeah. how visceral it is how deep it is how it, how the news and the entertainment and the and the information feels different in your hands mm-hmm. And and as a a graf- <laughs> Yeah. As a graphic designer, as, a, as someone who came through publication design, the idea of layout, the juxtaposition of type and pictures and the way the pictures uh, are uh, are opposite each other, that skill set is is beautiful. That skill set yeah. is incredible. And so you important. don't have the same online. Right. Totally. So how do you judge quality? I think that's a, a great advantage. Uh, switching
0: gears a little bit, you know, out of all the guests that we've talked to in the past week about the coronavirus you stand at the helm of one of probably like the largest companies that we we have on the show um so without necessarily getting too deep into the nitty-gritty of how it's affecting uniqlo but like maybe just if you could talk on an overarching level about like how this has has really affected not only the stores and the and the retail business but also like the the employees and the staff like how hard hitting is this can you put it into perspective for us?
1: Well, it goes back to, you know, your number one concern is your family. And our families yes. are our staff and our employees. You know, we, we, um, we're we very happy to announce Monday, I think it was this Monday, our 10 million masks, our, our, our gift of 10 million masks around the world. Uh, and of which we're uh, focusing uh, shipments to key areas uh, of concern, you know, where uh, obviously the United States, Japan, um, yeah. France, you know, all those markets that where we have a lot of employees and we have a, a deep relationship in the marketplace. So, so I think that taking care of your family, in this case, our, our Uniqlo and our FR family, is 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 everything, and being a, and proving that you. Can contribute back to the society and to the the community that you live in. So, mm-hmm. um, there are many things that uh, that we are doing that I you know I can't talk about here. Uh, yeah. You know, I think the the mask thing was a very public thing, uh, but each. Tell me each, how long it takes like to initiate the ten million mask production. Like it was pretty quick, and I'll say you know when, and and I have to just. My admiration for the founder, Mr. Nai, early, early, early on in, uh, in the crisis uh, when it hit China, he reminded everyone in the company that when Japan went through some tough times uh, um, with natural disasters, China volunteers and, and, and companies sent help. And he said, you know, it's time to reciprocate. It's time mm. to, to pay back, you know, uh, that, that goodwill. Yeah. Um, and so that was long, that was how months ago, you know, right. so it January started so, way yeah. back, but, but then the, but then everything I, you know, I just, I just sent, uh, you know, I, I, what I've been doing is to keep, keep headquarters, um, uh, in tune with the, with the, the angst and the, and, and the pressure and, and all of mm-hmm. these things that, you know, I will oftentimes I, and I'm sorry, I'm picking on one newspaper, but I'll take Oftentimes, I'll take a picture of the headlines, the front news of the New York Times, and I'll just send that picture to certain executives around the world. This is what we're feeling in New York. This is what, the you know, the, the headline yesterday, yeah. 1,000 policemen have the virus. Uh-huh. 1,000 policemen have the virus. So... You know, yeah. so I try to I try to use my my phone in many ways to share some of that. It's one thing to see it in a in an Instagram or see it uh-huh. something else, you know. Uh, but you know, I, I literally take the what affects me when I get that front page or I open yep. up the front page of the of the business section or something like that. Uh, yeah. I just give a, them that feeling. Yeah, I take a picture of it and share it because uh, it's so
0: hard to to understand like the temperature check in a different yeah. region, you know.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. There was a there was a, a page last week, 2 weeks ago, an incredible graphic design exercise and the Times is doing amazing graphic mm-hmm. and and the Infographics, the yeah. They did a, an entire page of charts showing state by state that last week alone 3 million Americans lost their jobs. Mm -hmm. an entire full page New York times on articulating 3 million of your fellow Americans just lost their jobs. I took a picture of that and sent it to management and so forth. It Mm -hmm. it's, it's visceral. You feel it. It's not like some tweet, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so different.
1: So I, I think my days in journalism really still go back. You know, my, my I I've had, um, um, you know some, some chances to have worked at the New York Times. I never, I will never forget that. Uh, mm-hmm. I ended up not doing it, but uh, I have great affinity for journalism. And one of the things about uh, watching Ken Burns, the Vietnam War, is of course Watergate's in there. And yeah, you know, at that time, journalists were my heroes of our generation. You know, right? Did you ever
0: predict that? Because you know, you you had the opportunity because you have business dealings in. China, where this started from, and then it went to Japan. Right. Uh, did you think back in January when this hit China, did you anticipate that this might hit America hard? I wasn't
1: smart enough, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. but the experts knew. Yeah. There plenty of experts. The other thing you should look up is the 2015 TED Talk by. Uh, 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 Bill Gates, Bill Gates. Yes. The pandemic
0: one. Yeah. Oh, my he, God. Basically, he, it's like he wrote the script on this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. So oh, I, I wish I wish I could have predicted it, but I wasn't yeah. smart enough. I'm not th- I'm not that smart. But, you know, but, you know, this is the, the thing. People in science knew that something yeah. was going to happen. Knew. And, yep. and, and how do you and so what you do is that you have to be prepared for these things. Uh, and better to spend the money and spend the time to be prepared for yeah. it. So, yeah. You know, the last time I saw you, John, if you recall, was just a few weeks ago at
0: Jose Parla's opening mm. in the Bronx. Yes. And you think about the number of people, hot, sweaty, yeah. handshakes, hugs, air kisses, like cheek kisses, right? I mean, like we were probably in there amongst infected people. Yes,
1: we were probably.
0: Right? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's that sort of like feeling that it was all good. It's not going to come over to reach us. You know, that's why New York is in the situation that it's in right now.
1: Right. And that's, that's being carried out in very many places where people resisted the science, you know, and, and you know, the misnomer, the news of young people not being able to catch it, you know, that was a total mistake as, as spring spring breakers in Florida (laughs) would tell you.
0: I mean, what, uh, what have you observed as hard, hard truths that have been revealed in all of this about like people?
1: I think the resilience of the, the, of, of of people the you know, the ability to pull people together. I mean, you know, we're so politically divided, you know, but I would like to say that there's evidence that that people are pulling together. um, Yeah. From both sides. I'm glad you see the
0: positive in it.
1: Yeah. And I, and that's why I go back to the reset thing. I mean, I think quality of life has been, a real question. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the difference. The, the difference between. I don't know. It's just. I, I just think. You know. I think if I can say, Jeff, in, in the in the business that in, in particular that you're in, in the culture that you're in, mm-hmm. related to sneakers and and urban culture and yeah. culture and fashion. Wow, man! You guys need to you and I don't mean guys, but need to take a good hard look at yourself and, and perspective, and perspective,
0: like perspective. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, there's no, I, yeah, I
0: know. There's no, there's no winning by having the most sneakers in a room. Not out of this. That's not why you do this.
1: And to sell them on eBay is not exactly, uh, uh, um, you know, right? The, the only goal in life. Uh, yeah. So. But I think this reset is uh, important because I'm saying that every decision that we make right now has to be through that reset button. So what does that really, really mean? What is really important to the future consumers? What's important to the different segments? One of the things about being a global business is that we're able to see how China is responding and coming out of it, and learning yeah. from that. We're yep. seeing, you know, how our our friends and associates in Italy are dealing with it. We're seeing, you know, watching. I'm watching very carefully how New York is responding to this, and I'm able to to gather all of that information into one, into one, you know, one pool yeah. of information and really learn from each other. We just saw, and this is more marketing stuff, but we just saw some, uh, some really interesting ideas. And like, what, what is the proper marketing? What is, what mm-hmm. is the right way to speak right now? You know, is consumerism mm-hmm. really the most important thing in your yeah. life? And how, what, what, what as a brand, how can you really contribute and, and still stay in business, of course. And that's, you know, yeah. One one of the things uh, Jeff while well, I am showing pictures of big issues that are facing the country through pages of the New York Times. I also shared little stories mm-hmm. of heroes out of Portland. I just had a, a a friend in Japan who is a very high profile, very expensive, very elite uh, uh owners of restaurants and so forth and so on. Yeah. And they've had to close. Yeah. And as a little bit of information for this person, uh, there is a there's a young woman in Portland, Oregon, who is kind of like a little hero for us. Her name is Nong, uh, mm-hmm. and I remember introducing uh, Eddie Wong uh, uh, to to her. And she started as a food cart, uh-huh. and now she owns a restaurant, two little mm-hmm. restaurants. Very humble um, um, immigrant. Didn't have any money, had no, you know, no education. Uh, English uh, was, you know, very sparse. Yeah. And she and the and she was in almost in tears on on Instagram the day she had to lay off everyone. You have to remember uh. this town is built on small business and independent businesses. They're all closed. Everything is closed. There's no one working here. And how are they going to survive? And she Mm -hmm. was really upset. But instead of being just down, she wanted to accept the responsibility. And she went on this huge thing about leadership, how Mm -hmm. it's important to exercise your leadership. And even as a small restaurant owner, I can exercise and show my leadership. Right. And I just thought it was so inspiring. Powerful, yeah. So powerful, this young immigrant woman who started as a food cart is on this platform talking about the importance of leadership in every mm-hmm. human being. Yeah. And I look around the world and what is the number one factor that we're, we're missing in so many times? It's leadership. Yep. And so if this reset button helps us redefine what is a true leader, then we'll be better as a society yeah. for it.
0: Let me uh, ask you to make a, a long-term prediction, okay? I'm not going to hold you to it, but what do you think is going to be the long-lasting effects of this? So go out like six, nine, 12 months, a vaccine is made, we're coming out of this, the curve is flattened, we are able to go out now. Do you think we're just going to snap right back into pre-reset reality or there will be
1: long-lasting change in effect? Well, I have to be the optimist. I have to think that they're, you know, of course, people are suffering greatly financially. You know, there are people, uh, it, it is, is of great pain right now for people, and, and young people in particular have no idea what their future is going to be. Yeah. Um, and so there's going to be huge effects in terms of economically on people, and 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 and, and whatever dreams they had before are, are going to be affected Reset. more yeah. so. Um, yeah so we have to have a sense of empathy and understand as a society how how to help everyone help these people mm-hmm. so i hope that sense of empathy will remain you know yeah. do we need to get back to business do we yeah, of course we can't have mm-hmm. an economy that just collapses and of course that's that's been the great debate and people playing games with that safety of the people versus the economy that has been yep. the that has been the the whole the debate yeah debate and chess move but i i have to believe that at least you know for a good while that people will learn something out of this you to 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 understand better what's important to you in your life and, and then in a business way what's important to the people that you serve that mm-hmm. is a that's profound yeah. that's profound um and, and i think it, the ripple effects from that are only going
0: to be positive yes yes yeah
1: there there was um there was a, a an, an unfortunate, i can't tell you the name of the article but i i tore it out a huge piece on the distrust between boomers and the millennials, of course. Mm-hmm. And of course there's many terms, you know, uh, even in Florida, when the young people were aff- you know, affected, they b- blamed it on the boomers, you know, for mm-hmm. and, and so forth. Yeah. But I hope that somehow that divide, that there's, there's a sense of understanding from both sides. I hope that divide can be lessened as well, because we need the young energy. We need the new ideas. We need to support the young people. Mm-hmm. Um, because they are the future, um, yeah, and and I think we who are in a position of some some influence and so forth, we we just need to understand um, their perspective uh, in, yeah. in, in life. Um, wow. so great, great.
0: well, thank you for your time. I hope you stay safe. We need you around, we need you healthy uh, and your family and um, thank you so much for doing this.
1: I appreciate it, thank you, Jeff. Thank you for yep. doing this.
0: Hey, thanks for tuning in and listening to this special stay at home series of the business of hype. As always, you can find out more about the show and listen to all the other episodes that we have on hypebeast.com slash radio. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It still helps us tremendously to leave a rating, leave a comment, and share the show with others. I greatly appreciate it. You can reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Jeff Staple. This special stay at home series of The Business of Hype was directed by me and produced alongside Christina Hong. Social distancing was practiced during the making of these episodes. And I urge everyone, stay at home, distance yourself from others, wash your hands, cough and sneeze in your elbow, and don't touch your face. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay inspired, and we will get through this. I'm Jeff Staple, and you've been listening to the business of hype on Hype Beast Radio.